Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Donald Mazzella will join us to discuss the future of robotics. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, will technology make many CEOs irrelevant in the not-too-distant future? Will workplace automation become the next wave of high-end management? Joining us today to discuss this issue, issue is veteran newsman and political commentator, Mr. Donald Mazzella. Mr. Mazzella is a nationally known commentator, covering not only great events, but the intimate lives of ordinary citizens. His latest book, now in its fourth printing, Recalculating, is a companion of 100-plus experts, presidents, and government officials talking about strategies to grow a small business. And uh, Mr. Mazzella, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grox Science Show. Thanks for having me. Well, certainly a fascinating issue, and uh, I think certainly one that is pressing on a lot of people's minds, especially these days when we talk about jobs. One of the uh, forces, of course, is automation, and many people might think that those in higher management might be immune, but to just that it's not the case. A revolution, the word to use, and we're seeing it all all ranks, down from the individual who takes the order at a fast food restaurant to senior management roles and as uh, advisors to uh, investors. We're, we're seeing tremendous changes in the workforce. Artificial intelligence is affecting all of our lives. I th- think overall it will have a positive effect, but like uh, all great revolutions, it has a dislocation, and it's affecting workers first and managers second, but the, that second group is starting to, to feel the pinch being replaced by robots and by artificial intelligence. Are there any examples of this? Uh, I think uh, most people would be kind of surprised that managers are, are now starting to be replaced by uh, artificial intelligence. Well, as people are aware, the levels of management have shrunk. We're now down from an average of seven in large corporations to three. And the latest example of that is the head of Alibaba, the largest corporation in China, private corporation, says that even the CEOs in the future worlds will be replaced. There's some doubt about that, but clearly the roles uh, of managers are changing. The information at uh, managers' hands has grown exponentially, and the ability to, uh, to uh, encompass all of that information has proven beyond the uh, powers of most managers. So they're, they're turning to artificial intelligence to learn from the vast amounts of data that every day we're throwing into corporations. Every, every time you uh, talk with a corporation, there's data being generated. Every time uh, an individual buys a cup of coffee or buys a dress, that information is being captured somewhere. And now we're seeing more and more that the decisions are are moving uh, up the ladder. 
In fact, several corporations today, uh, particularly in manufacturing, have uh, found that uh, they can do without large amounts of directors and managers and, and can, in fact, go to a senior level. But what's also happened in that time frame, and Mr. Ma pointed out, he thinks that within 10 years, if not sooner, the CEO will no longer be required, that large bodies of knowledge can be analyzed by artificial intelligence and turned into effective decision-making. I personally and a lot of other people don't think that's the case because how do you replace a Steve Jobs? How do you replace an Alfred P. Sloan who created General Motors? There's vast data, and artificial intelligence can take that data and come up with decisions. But at the end, the creative part of it, the part that a CEO is required to do in order to keep his or her company current, can't be duplicated with artificial intelligence. It's an old thing. They talk about it. It's called gut reaction. Steve Jobs made a decision that, for instance, said that all of his products had to be self-contained. A robot can't do that. But a robot and artificial intelligence can do is take all of the data and say, aha, well, we need to make dresses that are primarily blue. We, we need to create a coffee that's less astringent or sweeter. Those are the types of decisions a robot or artificial intelligence can do, and even where to place a, a new store. But in the end, whether to expand or not is a decision that oftentimes goes against the data. If you took the example that I heard just the other day is Starbucks. The decision to expand Starbucks as quickly as they did was made by, by the CEO. And he proved correct. He went against uh, his board, as a matter of fact. And if you look at artificial intelligence or a, uh, or a robotics CEO, it will take a look at the data and say, no, we don't have the resources to do this, or if we're going to do it, we're going to do it slower. So that's where I think the difference is a lie. And that's where I believe the future of a CEO, while in doubt, I think will remain a human endeavor. Do you think training of the of the managerial uh, workforce then is prepared for this sort of change? Or what can be done in terms of preparing for the next wave of automation? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I'm a member of the board of the National Robotics Education Foundation. And what amazes us on the board and older people is how quickly our young people can adjust. I don't know how old the audience is individually, but as an older person, I'm amazed how younger people can look at new technology and quickly assimilate it. Managers today are learning very rapidly to assimilate and understand this new data, but they can't do it fast enough, and the argument is made that robots and or artificial intelligence can do the job better, but it's going to take a whole generation before that comes to pass. I'll use as an example um, an old joke I heard many years ago where all the world scientists fed information into a computer to ask it one question, is there a God? And the computer replied, there is now. 
But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, if ever. But what, what we will see is that machines will give to managers the ability to put facts down, backed up, the decision matrix backed up by reams of data. But at the end, the decision is going to have to be made by a manager who sometimes will say, all the data points one way, but we have to go another way. And that, I think, will be the difference moving forward. Is there any concern of maybe limiting the, the scope of how far artificial intelligence or robots can be placed in business? Is there any concern of taking over too much? The problem, uh, we, we have uh, programs today in, our, in artificial intelligence where they are teaching uh, the artificial intelligence uh, programs are teaching themselves new tricks. And in fact, they can't be turned off by their creators. It's something uh, there's a whole branch of uh, science dealing with that subject. And uh, if you hear them talk, they're worried that we will create a godlike universe of machines which are not controlled by human hands. And that's the worry. Uh, there was a movie many years ago called The Forbin Project in which scientists, all of their faith in a defense system, that in effect became a god. And that is a worry. But in, in the end, somewhere along the line, somebody should be able to pull the plug on machines should they become runaway tyrants or whatever you want to call it. But there is a worry. I don't think it's something we need to worry about as much as some of the scientists believe. But it is something to think about. I was on a program a couple of weeks ago in which the audience was asked, do they, do they believe that such a thing will happen? And it was amazing. An overwhelming 80% of respondents thought that there was, was such a possibility. But in the end, I think mankind has been able to overcome all of these problems, and I think that all of these threats before, and I think they'll be able to do it again. Hopefully we can stave off the, uh, the robot revolution. <laughs> I don't think we should stave it off. We should, we should control it. And uh, the point is, in the end, it's going to make for a better life. There's no question. The, the problem is going to be the dislocation that it causes because there are many American uh, young people who are simply not trained to participate in, in this uh, revolution. And that's all we have to worry about. What do you think then uh, needs to be done then to, to prepare for the, this change that's uh, going to occur? Uh, are there particular fields that you think are more immune to uh, automation, or where do you think uh, young people really need to be focusing their efforts? You, you know, uh, funny, we've got to train our young people to uh, not fear uh, robotics and artificial intelligence, but to control it. And the way to do that is to make them more savvy in how things are done and to uh, put the safeguards in. Uh, for instance, there is a, um, in, in some uh, uh, programs, there are self-destruct uh, mechanisms in place. Uh, and as we recall, the, um, uh, Isaac Asimov, when he said that there were three um, rules of robotics, and, and the main one was that the, it could not, by action or inaction, cause a, a human life to be hurt. Well, we have to build into that, and we we have to be constantly on the um, lookout for that. But we will see five years from now where we will be interacting at least 15 times a day. Every man, woman, and child in the United States will be interacting 
with some sort of artificial intelligence 15 times a day uh, within five years. That's a frightening statistic if you think about it, and we just have to be aware of it. Curious, uh, we are running a little out of time. If you have maybe some final words about the future of robotics. Well, um, the National Robotics Education Foundation uh, has a site, the-nref.org. Our goal is to uh, robotic education into the uh, educational system in the classroom rather than after classroom. There are many programs for after school. In many instances, using robotics in, in programs for at-risk children will reduce uh, dropout rates by uh, 90% because robotics by and of itself is a fascinating world where you can learn a tremendous amount about physics, about science, etc., and at the same time build robots, toy robots, which are flooding the market right now. But understanding the rubrics behind them makes will make for better educated younger people who will be better prepared to deal with this revolution that is upon us. Make no mistake, it's there. Uh, it's growing. As far as CEOs go, I don't think they'll be replaced, but they'll certainly be, be helped by the robotics and artificial intelligence. Well, our guest today was Mr. Don Mazzella, who was talking about the future of robotics and artificial intelligence. And Mr. Mazzella, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you for having me. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.